What are you doing? What are you Not doing? Really. Come on. You never light a cigar that way. You use a wooden match. Preserves the flavor, you see. Broadcasting live at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in Boynton Beach, Florida. Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With Honest Abe. I am a golden god! Adam K., the brewmeister. I get more action in a week than you've had your entire life. And the lovely Lady M. I just feel like... I'm excited, and I feel relaxed, and I'm ready to party! Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Monte Cristo Cigar Bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida, and I, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm in a rare mood. You are. Woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't even want to get involved. I like how you're sitting on the furthest point of the table there, and I have nowhere to go. <laughs> I'm just here, and the wall, and I got a couch. You did and... come in in a fiery mood. Well, I came in like in a bad mood, and then one of the guys from our audience telling me what a bleeding liberal he is. So that set me off. I won't mention his name because he posts a lot. I don't want to <laughs> out him to the universe. But it's hard to be in the cigar business and be a Democrat and you know, liberal. I just don't get it. I mean, let me rephrase that. I think it's hard to be a human being and be a Democrat liberal, more or less a cigar business. Yes, I said it. We're going to get phone calls. Hey, long, I wish Ronald Reagan was still alive. I, actually, you know what? I want a picture of Ronald Reagan in my office. I'll I get that for you. I'm going to find a picture. I want a picture of Ronald Reagan in my office. Riding a bear? I mean, seriously. <laughs> He's not Putin. The last great president. Ronald Reagan. Clinton was good, but he wasn't great. Clint, yeah, Clint. Oh, do you want me to say that in the air? <laughs> Should I say that? Anybody that gets what in the Oval Office has got to be great. What? Huh? huh? Yeah, I thought so. Tap out. <laughs> anyway, sorry, folks. Oh, with this sluggish uh, introduction, slow morning. We'll try to get in the groove here. I'm going to sip a little bit of my cappuccino. A lot of great stuff to cover. A lot of good stuff to cover. Hey, you were in a bummy mood last week, and I'm in a bummy mood this week. I'm sorry I rubbed off. Huh? I'm sorry I rubbed you off. did rub off a little bit, I guess. Anyways, giveaways at KMA. We love to give away great, great stuff every week. And if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, every Friday we post a social media word. And if you hear that word and you're the 10th caller, 
you'll be getting a special prize. What, what will our fine listeners be getting, Adam K? A five-pack of Toronto Salutum. Very nice. I'm getting ready to light it up myself. Five-pack of Toronto Salutum, if you hear our social media word. Also, the fine folks at uh, Zykar, makers of the finest lighters and cutters, guaranteed for life, give away a nice prize to our listeners every week on Kiss My Ash Radio. We'll be giving away this week, Lady M. This week, when you are the 10th caller after hearing this sound, you are going to take home an 11-millimeter twist punch. This is Zycar's largest punch yet. It also comes with a little keychain, so you can throw it on your keys, and as well as a 744 cigar cut knife. Uh, this is that really cool folding pocket knife that they have. Uh, you're looking at over a $90 value of Zycar prizes. Now, is that a key chain or a key ring? Um, a ch- is ring. there a difference? Yeah, one's a chain, one's a ring. Oh, I didn't know that. I just yeah. call them chains. Goes on your keys. That's a ring. All right, a key ring. And a chain is a chain. I don't think that Oh yeah. really there's a big difference. I'm going to have to Google that. But okay. Are you saying there's an idea between a chain and a ring? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's... How is it a synonym? How is a much... ring a chain? A chain is a chain, and a ring is a ring. But a chain is something that connects. So that's what exactly what this ring does. Yes. I know you're on my side. Not really. I'm going to play Switzerland on this one. I don't want to get involved in anything. So you think in, any key... going? No, I'm not saying anything. I have no opinion. I have no... I want an opinion, you little ballist wonder. I'm going to right. look it up online. A key ring is the center base piece of the part that is holding all your keys together. Correct. The key chain is the thing that is connected to the ring itself that possibly has a doodad or some other funky thing on it that accentuates your keychain. Very popular by 15-year-old girls who don't even have cars but like to have lots of keys. And would this be a key ring or a key chain? That is a key ring. Thank you very much. Let me see in the description. It says now, is that more technical ring. enough for everybody? Yeah, I, I knew you'd out? be technical about no, it. No, not so. really, because I just Googled key chains, and it doesn't have to be any kind of chain. Hides the blade with a large key ring. Okay. They even put ring on the Zycar description. But I'm just saying, yes, like Yes, you're this, right, lady, I'm sure. Does that look like a key chain? Yeah. No, that's a key ring. No, that's a key chain. That's a chain. That's See, the chain. No, this is the chain. Right. This is the ring. The punch is the, the chain. No. The punch is, is the, the chain. The punch is a punch. No, the punch is the no, chain. the punch is a punch. punch I'm just saying. Punch. Yeah, I know. Maybe I'll bleach my hair blonde and think like you. A horse is a horse, of course. What a great show we got going on today. So you just tried to tell me that a chain is a long chain of rings, technically, and I just pulled them up online, and that does not have to be mm. any kind of chain. Everybody involved. knows that everything on the internet is true. Yeah. Well, you know, when you go to Northwood University, that's the standard in which they educate their students. Google got me a degree. <laughs> All right. Anyways, what else we got going on today? Uh, don't forget about our good friends over at Iconic, the yes. I- Recluse Trivia, later on in the show. They're giving away a good five-pack of something every week, right? A five-pack of Recluse Cigars, OTG, or Draconians. We're supposed to have them on the show soon, right? Uh... Yes, John June 28th. Yes. June 28th, we'll I have them what, in man, studio. I had a freaky morning today. Already? Yeah, I think maybe that's what set my mood. Oh. No, I'm serious. You, you know, there was a, we had a killing here, a shooting in a gas station in Wellington, right here. Wellington, it's about 
you know, 20 minutes where we broadcast. It's the city where I live in. Chevron gas station last night. Not last night. Two the night nights before. Ago. Yeah. Midnight. Guy came in with two guns to rob the gas station. I mean, what are you going to get out of there? A couple hundred bucks? They make a drop every, you know, two two pistols. They got it's a video on, on was on the news or something, and they shot this 20, 20, 22 year old kid dead. Dead. And I had to go in the gas station this morning. It was a little freaky. That it's, exact gas station? Huh? That exact gas station? Right where the smoke in Wellington is. That's where it was? That's where it was. Oh, I know where that Chevron is. Yeah. And it was just freaky. You know, I walked yeah. in, the doors open. I'm trying to picture, God, this is where it happened. How did they clean up so fast? I mean, it was just, it was a, the cop, a cop, like a full-time cop was there now and stuff. But yeah, it was a little freaky, man. That's just, sad. It's such a shame. You want to rob the place? Go rob the place. Why? Why shoot the kid? It's, we're making minimum wage behind there. Yeah. You know that all goes to your seating, Adam. Reminds me of my next point, kids. Don't do meth. Because it's got to be somebody just whacked out to do something like that, and they're gonna hunt him down. I heard local marshals are involved and everything. They're gonna hunt this guy down. They're gonna find him. Good. So uh, that could have been my little freaky start to this morning. It was a little. I don't know what the word is, but it was just. Yeah, it was an unsettling morning a little bit. So now we all get to deal with happy-go-lucky Abe well, today. Well, they say the guy was carrying a keychain with him, so that's probably <laughs> the, uh, what they're looking for him for. So exciting. But the cops actually know what the keychain is and not looking for a key ring. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's cracking up. Mea culpa, mea culpa. All right. Uh, another <laughs> 45 minutes to go, kids. <laughs> up ahead, we got Smoking Stories, Cigar Tech, we got Jack Tarano on our Meet Your Maker segment. Glenn Loop with the CRA. Going to really talk to him about a lot that's going on over there. Recluse Trivia, Greg Vanderslice. Whole bunch of fun stuff. Don't go anywhere, folks. Follow us on Twitter at KissMyAssRadio. Yes, it's mandatory. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Are you tired of all the new cigars coming out? If so, forget all the new flavors of the week and return to a consistent classic. Casa Magna. Ranked the number one cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado in 2008, Casa Magna delivers the same rich, bold flavors year after year and always at an affordable price. So the next time you walk into the humidor and feel overwhelmed by all the new brands you've never heard of, just grab a Casa Magna and rest assured you've made the right decision. Casa Magna. Taste delivered day after day, year after year. Honest Abe here, and today's cigar consumer always seems to be asking me, what's the latest new cigar? Regretfully, many times what is new is not what is best. Sometimes you got to go old school when you want a great smoke. Hoy de Nicaragua Antonio 1970 is just such a cigar. It is the original Nicaraguan Puro and been handcrafted at the very same factory for over four decades and is always a delicious, strong-as-ball smoking experience. There's a reason why Hoya de Nicaragua has been a favorite for 40-plus years. It's Viva Delicioso, baby. This is Pete Hernandez. I love a Modelo in the morning with my Kiss My Ash radio. Me too. 
Here's a troubling fact. Your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is under siege by some form of smoking ban in every state in the Union. And federal S-chip legislation has increased taxes on cigars by over 52%. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is your voice across all levels of government, federal, state, and local in this great nation. Let your voice be heard. Join CRA for $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Lovers of full-body cigars are in for an awesome treat. Monty from Monte Cristo, a bold modern cigar, uniquely crafted with not one, but two binders. A robust Corojo binder is paired with a spicy Olor binder. The two binders add strength and complexity for an unbelievably flavorful smoke. A dark Ecuadorian wrapper gives the Monte even more punch, ensuring a knockout experience. Double binder, amazing flavor, great price. That's Monty. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Honest Abe here, well, welcome, you're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio, I'm with my gang Adam K, and the lovely key ring lady I'm... Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, we might need someone from the novelty uh, gift shop world to call in and really settle, or just explain to Lady M all of it. No, I don't need you any explaining, what? I don't need help. John, our producer, let's call Things Remembered. Let's call Things Remembered locally. Ask them what the difference between a key ring and a keychain is. The people at Things Remember don't know anything. I've been working with Whoa. them to try to get these locker plates made. Whoa. I I would not count on them for anything. So who would you use a reference? Me. Oh, there, <laughs> there we have it. <laughs> uh, and the world is falling off its axis. Time to tell a smoking story. Smoking stories. Get your learn on. Get your learn on. Okay, we have a smoking story. Here it goes. Ann Perez reached into a pile of Connecticut shade tobacco leaves and placed one on the small table in front of her. She began spraying the leaf with water and carving it up with a chavata. You know what a chavata is? Um, one of those. Very good. Thing, yeah. The kind of things. Right? I mean, I it, it's like a blade. Your hand actually right. spoke better than your mouth, but I knew you knew what it meant. Right. Nice. These leaves are very temperamental, just like women. Yeah, I didn't say it. Ms. <laughs> Perez said it. Uh, she told a group of men surrounding her at a corporate event on a recent weeknight in Midtown Manhattan. When I roll the Connecticut leaves into cigars, it makes for a milder blend, she explained. At a party like this, I'd rather roll milder cigars and stronger ones, using something like the Hero leaves, which are darker, and result in more of a bold blend. 
It's the same thing as making chocolate. The darker it is, the stronger or bolder it's going to be. Ms. Perez, a 26-year-old social worker from Morristown, New Jersey, has a second job that is unlikely to be found in a classified advertisement. She is a cigar roller, a rather unusual in a field that has been dominated by men for over 500 years. Though cigar factories have also employed women, in 1492, Christopher Columbus discovered cigars in Cuba made from raw, twisted tobacco leaves and smoked by indigenous peoples. Do you know what indigenous peoples means? Yeah, the people from that country, from that land. Wow. Two for two. I'm impressed. I'm super impressed. I, I didn't think she was going to get that one. I'm not answering any more questions, though. That's <laughs> it. I'm done. That's it. She's kept out. <laughs> I got to do right. I'm done. Go away. Indigenous was a big word. I'm shocked. Yeah. Can you spell it? I have to write it out. <laughs> I'm not really good at spelling things off the... Though its roots are in Cuba, cigar rolling is a big business in New York nowadays, Florida, and many places around the world where Cubans have popularized the craft at Cuban restaurants, weddings, and other events. I've never seen a woman rolling cigars at an event like this, said Joe Genovese, a 49-year-old electrician, said while puffing on one of the first five-inch cigars that Miss Perez had rolled and cut to size using an assortment of tools. Usually it's an older, distinguished-looking man rolling my cigar. So this is a pleasant surprise, Mr. Genevieve said between puffs. And I must say, her cigar is very good to draw on. That's is there a point to the story? I was wondering, where is this going? Yeah. <laughs> this is like a really bad story, John. Okay. So there are a few... Oh, all right. Miss... Yeah. Okay. We're done with that. Smoky stories. Thank you very much. What was I, wrong with it? She was pouring out. Where was the point Who of the cares? punchline? There's got to be a story behind it. I was like, I was feeling like I was reading a child's book. Uh, this is just like some person was at an event and yeah. rolling a cigar and doing an interview. That's it. It was terrible. That, terrible. Who comes up with terrible. that? Terrible. Anyways, let's do what's new in the humidor. I know you're not really for that. He's never once read the newspaper. He regards voting as a complete waste of time. He's neither a cat nor a dog person. He is the most indifferent man in the world. John is very like proud of his intro. Yeah. <laughs> I like it too. He's like so proud of himself. The problem is I am a dog person though. I don't see you being any kind of person, yeah. but go ahead. Dogs are great. So what's new in the humidor? we got a few new things that came in. There's a lot of new stuff that came in. It's been a very interesting week. Very uh, busy week for our shipping manager. The poor guy. He's been working way too hard. It's going to get... No? Somebody give me a violin. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Uh, no. All right. Uh, new from the people over. Actually, it's been a big week for the uh, My Father Factory in uh, Esteli, Nicaragua. The new Las Antiguidad uh, came out this week. That is a continuation of the Flor de Las Antillas blend, which won Best Cigar of the Year in 2012. Uh, basically, it's the same basic blend with now a sun-grown wrapper on it. So it's going to be a little bit more fuller, probably a little bit more spicy. I haven't had the chance to try it yet, but I've heard fantastic things. Wouldn't it just be easier to call it La Flor de Santilla Sun Grown? Uh, probably. It, too many names. Yeah, they don't want to make it easy for us. 
Have you tried it yet? I haven't had a chance. I haven't. Uh, it's it's on my short list. Boxes look pretty empty. Oh, they do. They've been going very quickly. It's a gorgeous box, too. It's in the same kind of the vein as the FDLA box, uh, but it's a little darker with more maroon and uh, still the same kind of picturesque scene all over it. What else we got, Adam? The new TAA my father is in. Uh, I had the chance to sample this while I was at the TAA uh, from our good friend Jose Ortega gave me one. And he and I had a very long discussion about it because Jaime, who is Don Pepin's son, told him it was the same basic blend as a couple other things. But Jose looked at him and said, no, 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 this is different. It's better. It's a fantastic cigar. It's a very limited production. They only did about 1,500 boxes. So do you you listen to the salesman or do you listen to the guy who blends the cigars? Uh, Well, come on. You know that Jaime and Pepin, they often don't really tell you if they did something different, but you can kind of just tell they did in the cigar. Have you smoked it? I did. I smoked okay. it at the TAA, and it was fantastic. I have not smoked it yet. It is and that's a, a limited great production, cigar. right? It is a lim- very limited production. They only did about 1,500 boxes. It was only available to TAA members, and it's $11 a stick. But it's a fantastic cigar. If you can get your hands on it, make sure you do before they're gone. Also, in the limited production, this is the first cigar for the crowned heads made by the Pepin family, the Las Calaveras. It's available in three sizes. This is the commemorative of the Day of the Dead cigar. Dios de las Muerte. Yes. It's got, of course, the skull shape on the back of the box and all that. You know what I found very interesting? A couple of the blog sites described it as a female skull. Why How that? do you... That's what I found interesting. Well, I mean, I know if you're a it's forensic a scientist... It's a female skull. If you're a, if you're a forensic scientist... Is it a very scientist. large skull that, no, ha- that holds color, a very large it's got frame? it some color to it. I don't know if that constitutes a female, a female skull. skull. But, yeah, I think it was half-wheel. Half-wheel... I was reading one of the blog sites. I'm pretty sure it was half-wheel. It was just driving the packaging. This is adorned with a female skull. I was Okay, that's interesting. Well, if it's a smaller skull, that's how I would get it if I was a forensic scientist, because oftentimes you will have a larger skull from the gentleman, or there will be a different cheekbone structure in the skull itself that you can see if you're studying skulls. But unless I'm a forensic scientist, I'm not going to be able to tell you what the difference is between a male skull and a female skull. We should ask the guys at Crown Heads. They would know. Next time (laughs) we talk to John Huber, we will definitely bring that up. I think it'd be a good thing. Did he design it after a female or a male skull? What else we got, Adam Kay? Oh, uh, there are some rumors that some of the Prometheus uh, three-count humidor sets, the collector's editions that come in Makassar, red, white. Oh, those. There's a rumor those are back in the 2013 uh, limited edition Opus humidor Prometheus those got a fire. Those are hitting shelves again. Those are hitting shelves again. There is a rumor, so if you can find them, make sure you get them while you can. Uh, those are also extremely limited and only come out a couple of times a year, and there's usually very few of them around. Anything else new in the human around, Kay? Uh, That has done it. Nope, it hasn't. What about those goldies that we got? Oh, yeah. I was waiting for it, because that's actually one that I did smoke. Yes. I took box number 242. (laughs) I I took it right when it came in. I was so excited. I opened the box. I smoked one. I gave Adam K one who hasn't smoked yet. Fantastic. I'm waiting for the right moment where I can sit down and fully just Put enjoy everything it. I have into I was, enjoying it. I was a mega, mega super fan of the first Legito number two because of the Vitola. Mm-hmm. The number five was okay, but I liked 
I like the size of the first one better. So this is like the exact same size as the first one, but like an inch more. So it's like more of a better cigar. I actually, I'm, I'm loving the size. I might actually snag a few more boxes before they all run out. Yeah. But the, the La Polinas, Goldies, it, it, and there was what, 2,500 boxes made? Uh, it's 1,000, I think. I think it was 2,500 this time. I think my box said 242 out of 2,500, but I'm not sure. We'd have to go back and look. Hey, Eugene. Go in my office. There's a Goldie box in my bag. Grab it. Or there's a couple on the back counter if you want to find one that haven't shipped out yet. Yeah, I think it was 1500 But fantastic cigar. Great Vitola. Love it. Big fan of it. All rolled here, hand, you know, rolled here in Miami by Maria mm-hmm. at, the, at the El Detonde Bronze Factory. So all rolled by her? Yeah, that's why they're so limited. I mean, she literally works on this run all year. Wow. It's one woman who was, like, out of Cuba and, like, a We met her. She was here. Yes, she was here rolling. That's right. For one of the events, he, we got one on the shipping table. Just check. We just need a Goldie box. Want to verify something for our listeners? Mm-hmm. Anyways, we'll get you that number right after the break. Up ahead, we have Jack Tarano. Meet your maker segment. Don't go anywhere. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. The Oliva family. The makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Milanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob magazine. Milanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. This is Carlos Escalona with Davidoff Cigars, and when I listen to Kiss My Ass Radio and light up one of the Camacho Bowl cigars, I get goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps. In their Miami factory, Casa Fernandez makes the finest limited quantity cigars with Class 7 Cuban Master Rollers. Made in the USA in the Cuban tradition. The chocolate bar, the Casa Fernandez Reserva Maduro Corona Extra 5x46 was a big hit at the 2013 IPCPR. The Miami-made Reserva Maduro was blended by our world-renowned Arsenio Ramos, proudly made in the U.S. with the world's best rollers and Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaves of tobacco. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M.
Honest Dave here. This is Kiss My Ash Radio. We're broadcasting live from the main cigar lounge at the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm here with my gang, Adam K., and the lovely Lady M. Are you still researching the cigar rings? No. Uh, just the Okay. She's good. Um, every week, we invite a special guest to be on what I consider my favorite part of the show. Me, your maker. Attention, please. The smoking light has been turned on. This week, the Tarano family of cigars, we have Jack Tarano. Jack, welcome to Kiss My Ash Radio. Thank you, Abe. How are you guys doing? We're doing very well. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on this Saturday morning. Well, uh, any time for you guys. Lady yeah. M, Adam, how are you guys doing? Good, Jack. Jacob, yeah, play Jack. So, Jack, I, I, I really need to there, ask you the most important question like of the day, Jack. <laughs> I'm sorry, Abe. No, I said I need to really ask you the most important question of the day right off the bat. Which is? What's the difference between a key ring and a keychain? A key ring and a keychain. Yes. Uh, you got me stumped. Well, do, do, if I said a key ring or I said a keychain, do you mentally have a different conception of what they are? I don't. They're the same thing to me. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> All it does is make you both wrong. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I've been having this argument with Abe all morning. There's really not much of a difference. but Yeah, I mean, if somebody says, you know, where, where's my key ring or where's my key chain, I'm, I'm looking for the same thing. Exactly. Listen, yeah. in the Sorry, description Abe. from That's the sidecar, <laughs> it said key ring. That's fine. So you can not even read the description right. That's fine. I wasn't reading. You ad-libbed. Yeah, I was, you I was winging it. I was winging it. I'm, wa- I'm waiting for Abe to say, so the segment with Jack Taran is now over. <laughs> it's all right. We just know your educational level now. That's all. <laughs> you must have went to Northwood University with Emily, former alumni of Northwood, I see. Because <laughs> we know they're pumping out all the geniuses in this country. Oh, my uh, Enough. All right, Jack, let's get down to business. Your last name is Taranio. We, we're going to assume that you're related to the family. I am. It's not just coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> I am related to the family. They Actually, very... uh, Charlie's uh, Charlie's granddad and my dad were uh, two of the brothers that uh, that that kind of got the business uh, going in the uh, Charlie's in, in Cuba. Does that make you like fifth cousins removed? Uh, that makes us second cousins, but that makes me third generation to Charlie's fourth. I like to tease them all the time. Oh, <laughs> gotcha! You got one up on him. <laughs> So, Jack, how long have you been working with the Trinders family? You know, I, I, I was I was briefly in the business uh, in the, in the '80s. Briefly, by briefly, I mean two or three years. And and uh, if you guys can remember, were you, you born really yet in the '80s? Yeah, '88. '88. Oh. I was asking Lady M if she was even born yet. Yeah, I mean, this was this was I was in from about '83 to '85, '86. And, no, you weren't born yet. And at that time, you could not give away cigars. You know, I mean, it was just a dying, dying business. It was something your granddad. Now, when you did. say you were in the cigar business in '83 and '88, were you working with the family, Toronto family, or? Well, I was working with an extension of the family, which was uh, it was called Lopez Leaf Tobacco, and uh, we had a big warehouse on Eighth Street in Miami, and uh, we basically sold and brokered the uh, leaf tobacco to 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 all the places along Eighth Street or anybody that wanted to buy tobacco, and. Uh, and all these little guys, it was just it was just a tough thing. I mean, it, it was a tough sell back then. So we kind of wrapped up and 
and, and closed that down in about 86. Uh, it, w- it was a, a, a side branch, maybe, of the Taranos, but it wasn't, you know, Taranio was still doing their thing. So what did you do, um, after, what did you do after that? After that, I moved, uh, I moved to Chicago in the 90s and uh, started doing t- uh, music for radio and television commercials with my brother. And uh, we did a lot of great campaigns, if you remember Real Men of Genius. Um, yeah, I loved Real Men of Genius. Don't tell me you were involved in that. Yeah, we we did uh, we did we created the song for Real Men of Genius, and we got. Are you uh, serious? Pete, yeah, Pete Stacker and Dave Bickler to sing on it, and uh, that was like a thirteen-year campaign. We did. Oh, we Colin, did about, about three hundred of those. A clip of Real Men of Genius. I love yeah. those ads. Yeah, we did about 300 of them. Only about 125 actually made it on the air. So there's a nice library of unreleased that uh, that it'd be cool if they ever released them. Oh, that's super cool. Here, we got a little clip. Go ahead, Colin. Budweiser presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really Bad Toupee Wearer. Mr. Really Bad Toupee Wearer. More than any neon sign or exploding scoreboard ever could, your chrome dome cover says, Hey guys, look at me. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it was such a fun campaign to do, and, and the entire group from uh, DDB, uh, the ad agency in Chicago, would would come to the studio. We had a, we have a, we still have a big studio down there. My brother still does 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 this stuff, and uh. And uh, and we just spend the whole day and, and bouncing ideas and bouncing taglines and and uh, and it, w- it was a lot a lot a lot of fun and like I said we did about three hundred of them and only about one hundred and twenty five of them ever ever hit the air. That's still a lot. So so yeah, I mean over thirteen years that's a lot, but there's a lot of really funny and edgy unreleased ones. That, <laughs> uh, that's that it, great. It, now that's yeah. something I would buy the unreleased edgy. Real men of yeah. genius. You should. Well, there was the one. I don't know that? if you, you guys ever heard uh, uh, Mr. Wrecking Ball Operator. That, no. that hit the air one time because it had a tagline that, uh, and, uh, and here's to you, Mr. Wrecking Ball Operator, because any man can build a building, but it takes one man with one giant ball to bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> one person complained it was off the air. Oh. <laughs> Anheuser-Busch didn't mess around. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, that's some great stuff, man. So how long were you, you know, my, my hometown, Chicago, how long were you in Chicago? I was in Chicago for 14 years. How awesome was it, outside of the winters? Uh, uh, you know, the, the first few winters, like I tell everybody, the first few winters, I'd never experienced anything like yeah. that. And the second year I was there, we had a giant blizzard. So it was still so cool to me that I, it, it, I, I enjoyed it. And then each one after that, you know, we got worse and yeah. worse, and I totally understood what cabin fever was, and and it was just brutal, and I, I just truly I couldn't handle it anymore by the 14th year, uh, and, and I ta- never experienced town, anything though. like they experienced this year. I mean, negative 52. Oh, people that, were t- people were asking me this year, how'd you put up with that? I said I didn't. I never. That's the worst winter they've had in 30 years. Yeah. I never experienced. Listen, that. that's why we live in Florida. We just go back and visit in the good weather now. That's all. Uh, Absolutely. I used to try to break up the winter by coming down to Miami for, you know, two or three different times in December and maybe February. And then and then for spring training, I'd come back for, for a few days, but it still wasn't enough. What was your favorite place to eat in Chicago? Uh, you know, I, I, hate to, I hate to be like everybody else, but I, I just loved Gibson's. There, w- there was a time there at mm-hmm. the end 
when uh, when I also uh, was managing uh, Jilly's on Rush. Yeah, I know Jilly's. Yeah, I managed Jilly's you, for about you know, two and a half you know, years, uh, and right Jonathan. across the street from Gibson's. And I, I used to eat at Gibson's all the time, and, and uh, just the most phenomenal steaks I've had. Did you know Jonathan Scott? Jonathan Scott is, uh, uh, wow, that name rings a bell. Jonathan Scott had a magazine, a cigar magazine in Chicago for many, many years. And um, he would be at Jilly's every Thursday night. Wow, I'm sure I didn't know if if, you had ran into him while you were in Chicago in those years. He was popular You know, the funny thing is, the the first, uh, the first year that I was manager, that cigar, the smoking ban hit Chicago. Wow. And we went from being, I mean, our, our, our sign said piano bar, cigar bar, cigar yeah, yeah. lounge, and we went from that overnight to, sorry, and, uh, and it was an ugly scene there for a while. Wow, so. Chicago. So, so you're, you're in there for 14 years in Chicago, and now it puts you up uh, almost to 2000. What happened? How did you end up going oh, it back put, to it put, it put me into to 2010. In 2010, if you, if you listen to uh, to uh, television commercials now and radio commercials, every every artist is licensing their song cheaper and cheaper. So uh, what you're hearing on every commercial is somebody's hit song or somebody's 80s hit or 70s yeah, hit. Yeah. So that really takes its toll on jingle houses, which mm-hmm. is what my brother has down there. I mean, it, it's... A, uh, companies aren't paying for original music anymore. Yeah, They're just paying, you know, Casey yeah. and the Sunshine Band, a $10,000 licensing fee for 13 weeks. Yeah. And uh, and that kills jingle houses. So this is how I ended up managing Jilly's, because the nature of that other business, uh, of the jingle business, was really uh, was really changing for the worse for us. So I took on that other job. And uh, in, in like 2000, in the beginning of 2009, they, uh, they changed GMs at Jilly's, and the first thing he did was fire the two managers, which was me and uh, another another good buddy of mine, and brought in his crew, and, uh, you know, things were kind of drying up for me in Chicago. Wow. And, uh, and I thought, what a perfect time to contact Charlie. They've always <laughs> wanted me to come back to the family. <laughs> well, honest Abe here with Jack Tarania from Tarania Family Cigars. We're going to find out more about his journey back to the cigar business right after this. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. With the launch of the Siri D, Eddie Ortega has returned to the classic roots of cigar making. Crafted in Nicaragua, the Ortega Siri D is now available in six classic sizes, from the 4.5 by 48 number 6 to the newly released 6 by 60. Available in both a Mexican Maduro and a Habano Rosado wrapper, Ortega cigars will delight and enthrall even the most demanding of cigar smokers. Stop by any smoking location and try an Ortega Siri D today. Ortega cigars, classic cigar sizes for classic smokers. Old and new. Bill Paley, Samuel Paley's grandson, has dedicated himself to creating cigars emblematic of the original La Polina brand, created by his grandfather over a century ago. La Polina premium handmade cigars represent a marriage of the finest tobaccos blended by master artisans. 
La Polina has consistently received top honors from all industry publications, including Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year and Cigar Journal's Best American-Made Cigar. La Polina, premium handmade cigars, available only at fine tobacconists. What makes a man devote over 40 years of his life to making premium cigars? Very simple. Passion, pride, creative love for the product, and a clear connection with the people who share these values. The embodiment of these values is Matilde. Together with his sons, master cigar blender, Jose Cejas, has embarked on a journey to make the best cigars in the world. Now available in selected stores all over the USA. To find your nearest retailer, please visit MatildeCigars.com. Hi, this is Charlie Torano from the Torano Family Cigar Company. You get no privacy here at Kiss My Ash Radio. They found me at the restroom, so I've got to say this. You are listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Real man of genius. In the Dominican Republic, few names draw on a history or heritage as rich as Guillermo Leon. Guillermo Leon is a brand with roots running back to the founding of the Laurora brand in 1903 by Eduardo Leon Jimenez. For over 100 years, the Laurora company has grown the tobacco used in all of their fine cigars and owned the factories producing every stick. This complete vertical control of production and quality has resulted in the outstanding Guillermo Leon Signature Series cigars, awarded a 93 rating by Cigar Aficionado magazine. Experience a little bit of rich Dominican history. Enjoy a Guillermo Leon signature today. The godfather of boutique cigars is back. Ernesto Perez Carrillo, the creator of La Gloria Cubana, Serie R, and El Rico Habano, recently joined forces with his children to create E.P. Carrillo brand. In just the first year of E.P. Carrillo, received a 94 rating in Cigar Aficionado and number 8 Cigar of the Year and Rob Report's Best of the Best Honor. Although E.P. Carrillo is made with the finest tobaccos in the world, Ernesto has not wavered on his family's commitment for affordable prices. With prices starting at $4.50 for the 91 New Wave Connecticut, you can't afford not to try E.P. Carrillo. Pick up an E.P. Carrillo at your nearest smoke-in location. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. In the distance, light years from tomorrow, but far beyond yesterday. This is the 80s, right? No, this is recently. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not into more recent stuff unless it's... It's actually Slash. Really? He's doing the guitar. He did an album where he had other people sing songs. I forgot the guy who sang the song. There's a Slash with guest star album? Yeah. I'm going to need to go find this This right away. This is a great song, Starlight. Oh, I wish I knew about this. You're not getting into the guitar part now, but we can hear him jam. It's awesome. Oh, I'm going to go find this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll show you. Here he's Technos. Great song. Anyways, Honest Dave here. You listen to Kiss My Ash Radio. We are broadcasting live from the main cigar bar in the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Lounge in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida, with a full crowd here. Adam Kane, the lovely lady M. Um, yeah, Slash. I'll find. That. I'll show you the album I got on my thing. But great album. Slash bringing us in back from the break. And we're here with Jack Tarano from the Tarano Family Cigars. Jack, thanks for being on Kiss My Ash Radio. Not a problem. So, Jack, we were talking about your journey. I mean, it was pretty wild. You 
you know, started selling tobacco here in Florida, went to Chicago, worked with your brother in your jingles, made the Real Men of Genius, which is one of my favorite campaigns ever. And uh, then you went to Manage Julie's, smoking ban came out, slowed up, they let the managers go, and now you find yourself calling your cousin, uh, Charlie Tarano. Is this what happened? Well, it, it's funny because it was about, I believe it was about 2001, 2002, when when I got together with them for one of the, the big smokes up in uh, Chicago. And uh, Charlie's dad had, you know, was talking to me about, you know, maybe getting back in the, into the business in one form or another. But things were going, going really well for me in, in, in Chicago, and I just didn't have the opportunity back then. So naturally, I, I, it, it was a, a weird journey. Let me tell you the first part of it. I, I went to a high school reunion, and uh, met up with a girl who became my wife last week again that I knew back in high school. We kind of started talking, and um, she was moving back to Miami. She was, she was living in Charlotte, North Carolina. She was moving back to Miami. So things started drawing me back to Miami. You know, what, what do I need to do to, to get back to Miami? So I reached out to, uh, to Charlie and his dad and, um, and had some talks with Charlie about coming back to work with a family and a week later, you know, he he said he had a great position for me, and uh, and it, within three weeks I was packed up and out of Chicago. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. So uh, so I haven't been back. I'm going. I'm going back in August. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing all, all all my people in Chicago, and uh, I'm going back for some events in August. So it should be fun. Honest Dave here with Jack Tarano from the Tarano family of cigars. Jack, so tell us what exactly is your position? What do you do for the Tarano family of cigars? You know, we're a small company, so so we all wear a lot of hats. But uh, my my primary position is marketing, public relations. Uh, um, it expanded when we uh, when we took on Sam Lacia, and uh, I do basically the same thing for Sam and work with Sam. And and uh, and my favorite part actually is is I guess it's under the umbrella of public relations. I love going out and doing events. I love the big smokes. I love I, I love going out and meeting people. Do you put so, the luchadores I mean, mask on and go out and party? There, there's some days that I help load the UPS truck, so <laughs> there, we, do, we do everything. I was just saying, do you have your own luchadores mask when you go out and party? I, I actually I actually kept, you know, the, the, the event, I had to fill in at an event in New Hampshire, and, uh, and I kept the luchador mask. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have one of the only ones left. <laughs> I, I got it in my bag. I actually do. You guys should you guys should make like a thousand of those. Just give away at the event. Well, we are. We're in the process of doing it. So. Oh yeah, that's so, a great. But, but right now, one. Sam's got one and I got one. I'd go home and wrestle with all my daughters. I'd put it on. Yeah. <laughs> El Big Delicio. El Big Delicioso. El Big Delicioso. That's a, that's a great name. So Jack, you basically, you know, you do a lot. You got a master of all hats. Um, what's what's your favorite part of the job, and what's your least favorite part of what you do? You know, uh, uh, my favorite part of the job, like I said, is is uh, is getting out and, and and meeting people and and being able to hang out at events. You know, you guys know Armando very well, the rep from South Florida, and he does some great events, and it's a lot of fun to to hang out and travel with Armando. And I get next week I'll be in Texas traveling with our Texas rep, so I, I enjoy that a lot. Uh, Probably the least favorite part is uh, is when somebody calls and complains about one of our cigars, and mm-hmm. you know, trying to 
smoothing that part out. I enjoy the part of smoothing it out, but, you know, uh, the, the disgruntled customer, I don't... <laughs> yeah. Every I, I don't like the unhappy customer. And why do you disgruntled customers get into retail, see how that goes? Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> we feel a lot of your... <laughs> a lot of people for people out there, manufacturers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, your big focus lately has been the vault. You got the vault, and, and, and how's the the vault been doing for you guys? The vault, the vault, uh, the vault black and the vault red, the E zero four two, the new one that came out last year. They've been doing really well. We've you know we've been uh, pushing advertising on it, and we've had the blends from the vault tour where you know we're uh, we're raffling off a couple of these limited vault cold boxes that we created with a really unique blend in it, and you know we only made a hundred of those boxes, so so people are. Uh, uh, that's actually what I'm going to come doing three of those events in Texas next week. And as as the country thawed out, we're expanding that tour to the uh, <laughs> to Chicago and the, the Midwest and to the Northeast and and places that were pretty much frozen for three months. Um, so so it's doing really well for us. And 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 uh, um, the focus, as is the focus with most manufacturers now, is the IPCPR, which is I believe the countdown clocks at like 49 days. Which yeah, is it's scary. getting there. Uh, yeah. Honestly, be with Jack Tarano from Tarano Family of Cigars. Jack, is there anything, speaking of the IPCPR, is there anything coming up or any new cigars that you can tell our listeners about that you're working on that's going to be shown at the upcoming IPCPR show? Uh, well, if you remember years ago, we put out the uh, the signature, the Carlos Tarano signature, which was uh, Charlie's dad's cigar. And this year, uh, Charlie's going to put his name to uh, the Charlie Tarano. It won't be the signature. It's got a different name. Different campaign behind that, but it'll be the Charlie Tarano cigar, and uh, we're finishing up all the stuff on that now. And, will that, will that and it'll ship be showcased after the show? at the show. Will, will it ship immediately after? Or? We're 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 doing our best. We we've had a few issues in the past couple of years where where the cigar that we sold at the show didn't ship for three months. And, uh, and it we, happens a little often, actually. Yeah, and uh, so we're we're really hustling to make sure it ships. You know, no later than August fifteenth. You know that, oh, okay. that within that month, where we get back, we're shipping that that product, and and it looks like we're on target. So, so hopefully, we we rectify the problems we've had the last couple of years, where where you you you, per, you, you get you get the you get the retailer excited, you they buy a a product where you know, and and all of a sudden it doesn't show up till November. You know, it's uh, it's not a not a happy thing. We're sitting here talking to Jack Tarano from the Tarano Family of Cigars. Jack, you mentioned that you guys are a smaller family boutique company. Uh, what are some of the goals, or where do you hope to see the Tarano Family of Cigars in the next five years? Um, you know, I'm sure the FDA has a lot, a lot to say about where our, our business goes. Hopefully, they'll, uh, they'll they'll be able to separate things and leave us alone. But I mean, I I. I Steady growth. I'd be happy with a steady growth and put out a quality product and just continue moving forward. You know? We got Glenn Loop. We got Glenn Loop from the CRA in the audience. As soon as he heard FDA, he stopped talking and looked right out over here. He just yeah. sat there listening. Yeah. He's Glenn, like, Glenn, "Oh, Glenn is fighting a, that uh, evil uh, word." Yeah. So yeah, so, that's I know Charlie. Charlie was up in Virginia uh, this week for. Uh, I have I haven't gotten a report from him, but he was up there with, on some talks and. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully that they, that that can be rectified, and they don't mess with our industry too bad. That's the hopes, my friend. That's the hopes yeah. we'll all keep on trying. Yeah. Uh, Jack, what's one of the funniest 
Tarano's family stories that you could share with some of our listeners from your time uh, with the Tarano family of cigars? You know, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's more visual. Uh, I, I should send you the picture. Maybe you could put it up on the website after send this. Send it to us. But, we'll uh, post it. <laughs> but what happened was uh, I was doing an event up in Pennsylvania, and we actually sponsored uh, some of the beer girls. And they had uh, these bikinis on, and the back of the bikini said, Make Time to Burn. So I wanted to take uh, a picture with one of the girls, but I wanted her to turn around and take a picture with her ass facing the camera. Her, her better side. And, uh, and uh, the, the, the girl that had, the, the funny thing is, the one that took the picture was the woman I just married, was my, you know, my, is my current wife. So there was nothing wrong, nothing bad about it. And I just made a goofy face and posed for that picture. And I took the picture, and I'm, I'm so vain, I never really looked at the picture. I looked to see how I looked in the picture. You know, hey, I look okay. And I posted it right to Facebook. Where was your hand? And it, I get a call at 7 in the morning from Charlie to take that picture off of Facebook. And I'm like, what's going on? And I look at the picture. It looks like I'm sticking the cigar directly into the center of her butt. <laughs> I mean, it just, neither one of us caught it, and it went right to Facebook, and somehow Charlie, who isn't on Facebook very often, got a report at 7 in the morning. <laughs> Your crazy cousin has posted an obscene picture on Facebook. That's great. So, so I, I need to get you that picture so you can post it, because it's very funny. You know those 7 a.m. or 11 p.m. calls are never a good call. Never, right? never good. Never good. <laughs> Well, Jack, listen, I really want to thank you for taking the time to join us at Kiss My Ash Radio. All the best to you and your family and all the people at Toronto Family Cigars. Great people, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in, uh, in in about a month in Vegas. That, that, that'd be awesome, and, and listen, everybody understand that, that, that I love Kiss My Ash Radio. I listen I listen just about every Saturday, so, thank you. so it was, it's an honor to be on the show, and I, I love when I went up there and did the show live with Sam Lucia. So anytime you guys want me, I'm here. We appreciate it, Jack. Thank you very much. All right, guys. All right. Up ahead, we got Glenn Loop, the CRA folks. Don't go anywhere. Very important information on the FDA and what's going on and your right to smoke and enjoy cigars right after this. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Are you tired of all the new cigars coming out? If so... Forget all the new flavors of the week and return to a consistent classic. Casa Magna. Ranked the number one cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado in 2008, Casa Magna delivers the same rich, bold flavors year after year and always at an affordable price. So the next time you walk into the humidor and feel overwhelmed by all the new brands you've never heard of, just grab a Casa Magna and rest assured you've made the right decision. Casa Magna. Taste delivered day after day, year after year. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? 
Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Hi, this is Lou Rothman, and Abe's asked me to tell you that for just nine ninety five, you can get 20 episodes of Kiss My Ash Radio with free shipping. And because I'm a discounter, if you order today, it'll just be seven ninety five. Keeping Cuba's most coveted traditions for three generations, the legend continues with San Latano. With signature blends by A.J. Fernandez, available in a smooth and creamy Connecticut, a hearty, rich San Andreas box press, Maduro, and a robust, full-bodied Habano. A.J. Fernandez continues the legacy with his new creation, the prestigious San Latano Oval. Using ultra-premium aged tobacco that takes a whole new shape and balance, the San Latano Oval is now available in both a Maduro and Habano wrapper. Visit your local tobacconist today and ask for San Latano Cigars by A.J. Fernandez. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinosa cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. Look for Espinosa cigars at your nearest fine tobacconist. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. Honesty here. This is my ass really. You're listening to Hour 2. Being broadcast live from the main cigar lounge at the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar here in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm here with my gang, Adam Kay, and the lovely lady. I'm interesting segment with uh, Jack. Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, he, I mean, I wouldn't think in a million years he did the campaign, Real Men of Genius. I, I had no idea. I mean, just what a curveball. I've I always wondered it. where that came from, what it started. Now we know someone and we could say, hey, Isn't it great? I know a guy. Isn't it great? I know the guy. I know the guy who wrote that campaign. Yeah. That's awesome. It's fantastic. Very cool. You know what? It's always wild, the stuff that people in this industry have done before. Mm-hmm. I always say we should do a segment or a story because I know like Nick Perdomo is an air traffic controller. and mm-hmm. There's a bunch of these stories of what guys used to do before they did got in the industry. So Ernesto oh, was a drummer? Oh, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Shout out to uh, social media winners, the Posies. The Posies from Orlando. Heard our social media word, the Vault. They have won a five-pack of Salutum cigars. And we will get that out to you in Orlando. Thank you very much. Keep on listening. Tell all your friends. Okay, we have a very special guest. Something very serious going on. So everybody, stop talking and start paying attention. Because it's going to be one of those things that if you don't, 
you're going to say to yourself, what happened? What the heck happened? How did this happen? Glenn Luke from the CRA here. Glenn, welcome, and thank you for being here in person and joining us on Kiss My Ash Radio. It's great to be here. I had an early week of business down here, Monday through Wednesday. Wife's got a conference down the road, so we're making a weekend out of it. Good nice. for you. Well, listen, we got a lot going on. First off, most importantly, what's the difference between a key ring and a keychain? <laughs> between a what? A key ring. Do you, do you think? Do you feel there's a difference between a key ring and a keychain? Yes. Thank you. It's been a hot debate before you yes. got here that we started before the show. So I wish I'd heard it. I would like <laughs> to say during one of the breaks, we read the Wikipedia definition or whatever from the producer, and it's almost basically what I said. Listen, that's why I went to you. Exactly. It's you are thing. factoid. It's the same thing. But Emily still wants to say the same thing. It's, it's not the same, the same thing. thing. Wikipedia said it's basically the no, same thing. No, Wikipedia said it's not the same thing. She even translates it in her own way. I'm going to read it. Read it. So we agreed with Wikipedia? We did, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. and, oh now we're listening but to she Wikipedia. She trans- oh, now Wikipedia ain't good enough. Anyways, now more serious topics. I had to get that out of the way, clear it out of the way. Absolutely. Tell us exactly, and all our listeners who, if they're listening to our show for the first time, don't know what's going on. I mean, we've been talking about it almost every week. But we have good loop from the CRA, Cigar Rights of America. Um, FDA is getting ready to pass some judgments down on the tobacco industry. What's the scoop, Glenn? Well, it's not good. It's not good at all. It's more dangerous than any smoking ban. It's more dangerous than any tax measure. It's more dangerous than anything any state or local government could do. This is the hierarchy of the federal bureaucracy coming down on this industry like never before in its 400-year history. On April 24th at 9 a.m. on April 24th, they came down with 241 pages of regulations. As a matter of fact, I've got them out in the car. I'll bring them back in. And it just makes for an interesting visual. Uh, and it's, it's a decimating thing for the industry. The very specifics that we have to fear the most are, for example, pre-market review. You have Meet Your Maker on every Saturday. Imagine a day when every one of those fabulous cigar makers have to submit those blends to the federal government for approval before they're allowed to go to market. Right now, the FDA is 3,500 applications behind on cigarettes and smokeless. Wow. We were at a conference last week with the Tobacco Merchants Association that said if you pass this today, you would automatically be inundated with 10,000 cigar applications because it's everything that's been on the market since 2007. So they have to go through a, what's called a... Rocky alone is 8,000 of them. <laughs> so they would have to go through and approve every single blend that's already on the shelf, not to mention every single blend to come. Either a new blend or prove substantial equivalency, which means that you have to prove it's a substantially equivalent cigar to what you had on the market prior to February of 2007. And you've got to pay for this. You've got to pay for the federal government to go through that process. What so, kind of fee is it? I'm curious. Does anybody well, know? that's an interesting part of this equation. In the in the uh, regulation, it says that it will take any cigar manufacturer 5,000 hours to go through this process. We heard a presentation last week where it took one cigarette maker, uh, Republic Tobacco, said it took them 865 days. He said when he made the application, his kid was a sophomore in high school. When he got the applica- when he got the permit, his kid was a freshman in college. Wow. It literally spanned both first and second terms of the Obama administration to get one permit. So imagine That's a- about the speed of everything in the Obama administration. So imagine a day when you- one of your makers wants to change the wrapper, change a binder, change a filler, change the packaging. You could be compelled to submit a- to get a new permit by changing the packaging. 
and it's already happened with cigarettes and smokeless, and we know that this is what they're plotting for the cigar industry. So in addition to pre-market review, you've got the ban on free samples. I've been in here in this fabulous shop where makers come in here. They come out with a new blend. They walk in. They hand every one of your customers a cigar, a cigar, saying, I hope you like it so that you'll buy five of them, so you'll buy a box of them, so you'll buy two of them. But try it first because it's a cigar is an investment that despite, that just drives the FDA batty. That, that one of these fabulous cigar makers can come out with a wonderful new blend. I came in here last night. Yeah, booze people can give out samples all day long. I came in here last night. And I saw the new Garcia sitting over here. I wanted to try the most beautiful band I laid eyes on. I said, I want to try that first. Imagine Yanni being able to come in here, hand me one, and say, Glenn, I want you to try it before you buy it. I'm sorry. That's against federal law now. We cannot let that type of, occur- of an occurrence happen. But the alcohol industry does it all the time. Well... Uh, there's, there's no, <laughs> the double standard in, in federal bureaucracy is a pretty known commodity. Doesn't alcohol fall, fall under the FDA? No, alcohol, tobacco, and farms. Different federal agency, different federal bureaucracy. Is there any hope? Is, is there any hope that? Yeah, we need to come up with this moniker. Is that there any hope today that the tobacco cigars, may be taken away from the FDA? No, no, there's really not. It can't ever be undone by a Republican president or, you know. I just think it's a long shot. In the history of the federal government, really, there's no no recension of that type of an activity. And you've got too many, the magic of, I say the magic, it's a, it's a horrible rule, actually. But that one U.S. senator can stop something, one. So you've got, you know, the, the Dick Durbins of the world and, and others in the United States Senate that are adamantly anti-tobacco in any way, shape, or form, capable of stopping something like that, whether you've got a Republican Senate, Republican House, or a president. You know, what's been kind of irritating is that we've dealt with ultra, ultra conservatives who say, you know what, you're absolutely right. We want to shut down the FDA. We're like, well, that's not going to happen. And then they say, well, you're right, you're right, you're right. We're going to shut down the Center for Tobacco Products at FDA. Well, they work for the president. I'm sorry, that's not going to happen either. Who gave, how did the FDA get the right to govern tobacco? Well, it had been introduced for 20 years they've been debating this. And then it got more serious in 97 when Congressman Henry Waxman started holding hearings. It spanned through the Clinton administration. Then George W. vetoed this bill twice. A lot of people thought that the Economic Stimulus Act was going to be President Obama's first signature on a bill ever when he got sworn in. It wasn't. It was the Tobacco Control Act. It got through when the Democrats took the uh, House of Representatives right when the president was elected. This was the first bill to get out of the Congress. And so it's been kind of downhill ever since for for us. And I, I wrote a piece in June of 2009. June of 2009, th- about 30 days after this bill was signed, and everything in that article has come true. Uh, we had to fear it from the very beginning. No federal bureaucracy granted the authority to dive into something has ever said we're not going to exercise that authority. They warned us ten times that it was coming down the pike, and now it's crunch time. And now we're in this public comment period, which is critical. It's critical for you. It's critical for your listeners. It's critical for the wonderful manufacturers that adorned that humidor behind us. Because they've got more to lose, the retailer community has more to lose, and now the consumer has more to lose by the passage of these regulations. Because this is just the first step. We're going to get into advertising and marketing restrictions. I envisioned, honest to God, not just to scare you, Abe, but but I could think of a dozen ways a federal bureaucrat could screw up great smoke. Oh, yeah. I I could see how they could screw up great smoke. They can get into distribution channels. They can get into advertising and marketing restrictions that can screw up what I would call cigar tourism. Mm-hmm. Wonderful events in Tampa, in Miami, in West Palm. 
all over the country built around the wonderful nature and aura and char- character of cigars. This is just the first step in this process. Then they're going to get into manufacturing practice standards. They haven't even done that for cigarettes yet. Can you imagine them going into Latin American production facilities and saying, I'm sorry, you don't meet our standards, or just knocking on the door and saying, this is the FDA, we're here to inspect. They've got that same authority over pharmaceutical products, and they want to exercise the same authority over premium handmade cigars. If you're just joining us, this is Glenn Loop of the Cigar Rights of America talking about the current status of FDA regulation on tobacco. Um, you know, the one light that I do see in all this going down is it seems like the FDA has acknowledged the fact that there's a premium cigar industry. That's right. So it seems like in their current ruling, they've finally at least said, okay, there is this thing called a premium cigar, and maybe we shouldn't regulate it. That's right. But now the big fight is what defines what the premium cigar is. That's right. And one of the things the FDA is looking for is price point. I think their recommendation is a $10 cigar or more. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know where they came up with this number? I've heard several stories, and I asked Mitch Zeller. I was with him at this conference last week. And I went up to him afterwards. Ms. Zeller is the director of the Center for Tobacco Products at FDA. And I said, Mr. Zeller, I'm just curious as a Dickens. Where, where'd you get that number? He said, market research. And he's used that when he gave some congressional testimony about two weeks ago. He said, market research. Well, if that were the case, they would have seen about 85% of the market is 9.99 or less. Yeah. And then I heard a rumor that it was because of an interview done with me where I said, hey, kids aren't smoking $10 cigars. And I'm like... They're going to use some anecdote that I used in a speech to set national policy. Um, It's all over the board. And it's up to us to correct that during this public comment phase. When the trade associations submit their comments, it's going to be up to us to make that case with quantifiable evidence. What's the stance of the CRA on what should define a premium cigar? We'll figure that out on Monday. Okay, that's uh, what the conference is. Yeah, we, uh, we have a board meeting on Monday, and uh, that, that question will be determined, uh, by at least in terms of our definition, that day. Speaking of board meeting, interesting news this morning. Uh, Jeff Borschwitz, co-founder, chairman of the board, resigned? He did. He did. And he... Well, you know, Jeff has a lot on his plate. He does. And, uh, Always has. Like you, I mean, uh, being a partner in Syndicata, that makes him a, quasi, that makes him a manufacturer. He's got the brick-and-mortar shops all over Orlando. He's got the mail-order business. And now he can say he's a grower. I mean, he's actually harvesting tobacco each and every day right now to make a, I don't know, a Florida Puro. I'm, I'm, but I know he's That's growing about 80 fact, acres worth of We got a picture of somebody. Somebody sent us a picture somebody on his farm That's right. wearing a Kiss My Ash radio T-shirt. <laughs> but, but Jeff's got a lot on his plate. He's been an amazing leader. He's still a part of this organization. Uh, but, you know, he, Jeff's got two young kids. And yep. we were talking... He and I were on the phone from Monday till uh, Friday night of Memorial Day weekend till, till Monday night, Friday to Monday. We were on the phone probably 12 times a day during that weekend. And he goes, you know, I'm just trying to get with the kids in the swimming pool. That's all I'm trying to do. And it's like for the last 35 days has been a, such a wake-up call for me, for our board, for this industry. And, and really, I think that uh, Jeff needs some time to to spend some time with the family and the like and, and maybe not be inundated with conference calls around the clock. But but we love him. He's a part of this organization. He's, a, he's an incredible leader for this organization and this entire industry. And uh, he's certainly a part of the process. Well, I could definitely empathize and from Kiss My Ash Radio and Smoke In and everybody would like to thank him for all his super hard work that I personally 
known he's done over the years Absolutely. and with the CRA and outside the CRA of just going well, up to Washington. Well, honestly, I've got to say this. We would not be discussing a premium exemption if it weren't for Jeff Borschowitz. That's a known fact. He, he has been the spiritual leader of this legislative effort in Congress that finished 2012 with a working majority of Congress on the bill. And now this week, this is breaking news on Kiss My Ash Radio. Uh, this week... Actually, do me a favor. Hold that, okay, breaking, hold news. that breaking news. We're going to go. We're going to talk about <laughs> what that forward. breaking news is right after this. Follow us on Twitter at Kiss My Ash Radio. Yes, it's mandatory. Prized by a small group of devout followers, Juan Lopez cigars are likely the finest and rarest of the Nicaraguan puros favored by aficionados. Each year, a scant few of these beauties are handcrafted from the choicest Nicaraguan tobaccos. Every leaf is carefully selected for exquisite flavor and strength. The Juan Lopez smoke is intensely flavorful, rich and robust, yet smooth and well-rounded. Discover this rare treasure for yourself. Surgeon General's warning cigars not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Eduardo Fernandez is at the front of one of the largest tobacco-growing operations in Nicaragua, producing strong flavors from the valleys of Jalapa, Condega, and Esteli. Casa Fernandez uses Aganorsa's highest quality Nicaraguan leaf in all its factories. The Fernandez family are growers and blenders by nature. Light up our box-pressed Aganorsa leaf cigars, available in our very own Corojo Jalapa wrapper and in San Andreas Maduro. The Aganorsa leaf Maduro, one of the best cigars of 2013, rated 92 by Cigar Aficionado. The Illustri, a 5x48, is now available in stores. This is Matt Booth from Room 101. Me and the guys at Kiss My Ass Radio just got our burners blown out. It was awesome. Can you feel it? When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Arturo Fuente, the reigning family of premium cigars since 1912, artistically combining old-world traditions and unparalleled craftsmanship with flavorful aged tobaccos, making Arturo Fuente the best-selling premium cigars in America. From the world-renowned Fuente Fuente Opus X to the new line of highly rated Arturo Fuente Rosado Magnum R Series, the Fuente family is proud to offer cigars for every palate. Whether you're a connoisseur or an occasional smoker, discover why only Fuente's Fuente. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. Welcome back. Honest Dave here, Kiss Match Radio, with my gang Adam Kay and the lovely Lady M. We are broadcasting live from the main cigar lounge at the world-famous Casa Monte Cristo Cigar Bar in the heart of Point Beach, Florida. And we are sitting here with Good Loop, the Cigar Rights of America, talking about the current FDA regulation 
imposing reg- regulations on tobacco and what's going on. Before the break, Glenn, you said there was some break breaking news. We're going to break it here on Kiss My Ash Radio. Uh, what we're here what's for. Going on. It is. This week, the United States House of Representatives, the Subcommittee on Agriculture Appropriations, passed language to protect, to encourage the FDA to look at our premium exemption during the course of this regulatory process. Really? It's an incredible signal. It's an incredible piece of language that I'm going to pull up here uh, uh, that, that tells the FDA, we are glad you carved out an option to. We're glad you recognize that premium cigars are different. And this is the path we think you should look at as you're going through this regulatory process. And, and, and what exactly is their role? What do they do? Well, when why, Congress, why are they getting involved is basically my, my... Well, there's so few bills going through the United States Congress. Everybody's hungry for some way to find some niche to f- put their legislation through. As you know, we have right now H.R. 792 and S-772 that would outright be an exemption. That's the legislation we now have 156 sponsors in the House on. We just picked up our 16th member of the Senate. That's breaking news, too. The uh, Maisie Hirono, the, the other senator from the state of Hawaii, we now have both U.S. senators from Hawaii on our legislation. She just signed on, so that's breaking news as well. Um, but that language, we're, we were looking for an angle. Well, this was the FDA appropriations. So the FDA appropriations, to get their federal money, has to go through that subcommittee. So it was a perfect way to attach some language that helps protect our angle to at least send a signal, to send a shot over the bow to the FDA saying, listen, we've been watching you. We know premium handmade cigars are different. You've recognized that in the course of this deeming regulation by putting the option for an exemption in there. And we encourage you to look at that path to to take care of this side of the industry. So it was a wonderful step forward. It'll be incumbent upon all of us to keep that language in there in the Senate as this thing goes to a conference committee. But the fact that it got out of subcommittee, you know, I, I, I declare victory on any anything small, large, any way we can get it. Wow, that is some good news. It's a step in the right direction. And, you know, we've got over now over 300 members of Congress, past or present, that have told the FDA this in writing, either by signing onto our bill or writing Congress themselves. We've had a lot of legislative outreach to the White House Office of Management and Budget, which is the last pit stop for any regulation, to tell them, one, grant an, exen- grant an extension for the comment period. So we've all asked for that, IPCPR, the CAA, the CRA, uh, the National Association of Tobacco Outlets. A lot of others have said, grant a 75-day extension. Here it is, the FDA has taken four years to think about this, four years. And then they come out on April 24th and says, You've got 78 different things you need to comment on. And by the way, you've got 75 days to do it. Well, that's not fair to the industry. It's not fair to the consumer. It's not fair to the voting public. So we've all collectively asked for an extra 75 days for this comment period. So I really encourage your listeners to go to cigarrights.org. It immediately takes, there's three different spots there to go to the FDA comment page. We give you 11 different themes to choose from. Protect my local cigar shop. Protect the cigar makers that I love. I want to enjoy this as a consumer. Not every premium cigar costs $10. I should be able to sample a cigar before I buy it, et cetera, et cetera. We give you all that. Cut, paste, goes right to the FDA reg.gov site. Put it on there. We make it very easy for you. All you got to do is sign your name and, and tell the FDA to back off. We need to put a quarter million of these types of comments into the FDA to, to slow this process down. And they, all they got to do is go to www.cigarrights.org. And we tell you exactly how to do it, what to say, and send it off to them. And uh, let's just flood them with comments from from the cigar voters across the country. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we have Glenn Loop of the Cigar Rights of America talking about the upcoming uh, 
FDA regulations are trying to get imposed. Glenn, I, I got a question. You brought up the uh, the house bills. Uh, we worked on that a few years ago. There were different bill numbers, and new administration came in, and then we had to start it all over again. Mm-hmm. And we talk about we got so many co-sponsors. Co-sponsors. What do we have to do? I mean, do you think this is ever really going to get voted on this bill, or is this just a, 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 a posturing gesture? It's a little bit of both. There's no doubt about it. The language that was adopted by that subcommittee this week would not have happened without that legislation existing. You can't just walk in and say, I want my How many in. people do you have to get on the bill before they finally will try to vote on it? There are bills, there's no number. There are bills that have 300 sponsors. There are bills that have 350 sponsors. It only takes 218 to have a working majority. And if it's up to a committee chairman who doesn't like your bill, you're not going to get a hearing. If you got leadership that's opposing your bill, you're not going to get a hearing. Like I said about the U.S. Senate, if you got one senator that's not in your corner, you're not going to get a hearing. So it's 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 like a, a friend of mine that works for the Senate said, it's not how many you've got, it's who you've got. So the likelihood that we'll ever get a hearing on this? I think we're going to be u- having to use the bill exactly the way it was used this week. Use context of the bill, use pieces of the bill to plant into other pieces of legislation so that we can send this signal to the FDA. If there ever is a hearing on this bill and it passes, mm-hmm. would that take it out of the hands of the FDA? No. No, you're not going to totally rescind their authority. No, but, I mean, it, it would. this bill is asking for the exemption. It is. Based on the definition that's in the bill. It is. Would the FDA have to accept that? If that bill got through the, the entire Congress and was signed by the president, yes. The wow. chance of that happened before December 31st are slim and none. We may have to start this process over again in 2015. That's not beyond the realm of reason. If the public comment period gets extended, the review period gets extended, hell, we might refile the bill next January wow. if we have to to protect this industry. Do you find in this process of refiling that you lose some people that were sponsors before? I'm sorry, what? In this process of refiling like we have in the past, do you find that there were people who sponsored the bill the first time around who are now saying, eh, you know what? Oh, absolutely. It does a- happen. Absolutely. Uh, Charlie Rangel from New York didn't sign back on. Really? Uh, we. There were 80 members of Congress not back on the bill when we refiled it. Of those 80, 40 were not either elected or didn't run again. So there's about 40 members that were on the bill in 2012 that are not in 2013. Those either came down in one of two camps. Either Big Tobacco came out against them really hard on it, or the public health community came out on them really hard. And those are really the two driving excuses for not signing back on onto the bill. And then we turned right around and picked up some new freshman members that we never had before. This legislation has allowed us to build alliances and a network for the premium cigar industry in Washington, D.C. that never existed before, and that's made it worth every dollar. We've spent $2 million. We have spent $2 million to ward off regulation for the last four years. We might have spent another $2 million to, to fight this off again. Who knows? And we don't know if it's going to end up in court. But if that's what we've got to do to protect this industry, that's what we've got to do. And guess what? Filling out that petition to the FDA is free. And letting cigar consumers chime in on that process is free. While we're doing the legwork and we got the lobbyists working, we got lawyers working, that's around the clock and it's very, very expensive. But what the individual cigar smokers can do, what the patrons of Smoke In can do, is an absolutely free part of the process to work to protect this industry. Absolutely. And it's always these situations where they don't get involved until it's too late and they wonder, how did this happen? (laughs) We saw it here in Florida with the no smoking ban, with the 
not smoking bans in restaurants, hotels, and bars. It just yeah, it's people, death by people walking in and saying, "Oh, there's no smoking." And they're like, "When did this happen?" That's right. And they just had no clue what was going on. It's death by a thousand lashes. It's that proverbial toad that slowly gets boiled into pot, and all of a sudden it's too hot to get out. Yeah. And that's where we find ourselves. But as I'm fond of saying, we're not going to be the first industry. We're not going to be the last that calls its way from political Armageddon. There's an election in November. We don't know what's going to happen to that in terms of uh, flipping the Senate. And uh, we deal with the bureaucracy between now and then. When will you find out if they'll grant you the 75-day extension? Should be any day now. It literally should be any day now. Well, if you're out there listening, if you're here in the, in the lounge or anywhere out there, please take a moment of your time. It's really ultra important. Visit www.cigarrights.org. Take five minutes to respond to FDA. It's really easy. Let them know how you feel because if you don't, they're just going to make their own decisions, and you know we all know how that plays out. Glenn, thank you for taking the time to come thank on the show. Thank you. To educate our listeners, let us know what's going on. Anytime. And please, anytime you feel there's urgent news or updates, just contact us. We'll get you out in the air for a few minutes to update oh, all our listeners that. on what's going on. Two good pieces of breaking news today on Kiss My Ash Radio. Yeah, solid news. Hawaii Senator and, and the House of Representatives helped back us up a little bit. At, at least it's not all bad. We have something we can at least try and hang our hats on. Oh, absolutely. We take victory in any, any size and, we can get. And it. honestly, we commend you for all the hard work we know that you're doing and putting yeah. in this. And, uh, it's a, it's a big job and uphill climb, and we thank you. I told Lito Gomez the other night, I said, if, if something happens to my health over the next uh, year, it's not going to be because of cigars. It's because of a, the radiation from a cell phone next to my ear. <laughs> Get a Bluetooth. <laughs> Glenn Loop from the CRA fighting for all our rights out there, folks. Please take a moment to visit the site, cigarrights.org. Up ahead, we're going to have Recluse Trivia, your chance to win some cigars, and uh, what's in the box. And after that, we'll have Greg Vanderslice. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. You're listening to Kiss My Ash Radio. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral. That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rick Loose cigar. You're going to need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rick Loose. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rick Loose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rick Loose cigar and do it today. Named after the most interesting man in the cigar world, the Nestor Miranda Special Selection is carefully made in Esteli, Nicaragua, using only the finest Nicaraguan Habano wrapper. The cigar is oily to the touch and is second to none in construction. Available in both a dark, spicy, sweet Oscuro wrapper and a bold, full-bodied Rosado wrapper. For the tobacconist nearest you offering Nestor Miranda cigars, visit MiamiCigarAndCompany.com. Nestor Miranda cigars are available at all smoking locations. Honest Abe here, and let me tell you, there are hundreds of brands of cigars on smoke and shelves, but undeniably, there's only one premium handcrafted stick that's 100% different than any other. True Estate's Acid. It's so wildly different that it's difficult to describe in words. Sweet, herbal, botanical, earthy, delectable, and on and on. They keep its unique infusion process a total secret, and with good cause, because everyone would copycat this unique cigar if they knew how. Guys love it, girls love it, and the people you smoke it around love it. Everyone loves acid cigars. This is Edgar Hoyle, Edgar Hoyle Cigars, and One Shot, One Kill. Make sure you check out my new movie, Tattoo Nation, TattooNation.com. You better listen to Kiss My Ash Radio. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. 
Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest-rated premium cigars available, continue in this tradition with the new Oliva Series V Melanio, a full-flavored yet smooth smoke which recently received a 95 rating from Cigar Snob Magazine. Melanio and the other great Oliva cigars can be found at all smoke-in locations, so always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and an uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. Welcome back. Honest Abe here with McGain, Adam K., and the lovely lady. I'm quiet today. You still here? Yeah. Learn a lot? Yeah, I'm intrigued. This is a lot of information coming from you. You know what the FDA stands for, right? That's a no. Uh, she said she wasn't going to answer any more questions. I know, today. but that's a no. It's not a no. That's a solid no. No, it's not. Everybody knows it's a no. That's fine. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. Gonna get a death stare. Give me a pen. John, give me a pen. Um, recluse trivia. What? You think this is a game? No, I think Jenga's a game. Trivia fiends and pop culture junkies unite. It's recluse, recluse trivia. All right, we got a trivia question from the fine folks of recluse. Your chance to win a five pack from uh, recluse cigars. Lady M, what? What is the trivia question for our listeners? For our listeners, the question from Iconic Leaf Cigars. Iconic Leaf makes two proprietary sizes in their recluse blends. What are the names of those shapes? Mm. Mm. Two proprietary shapes. This is in the Iconic Leaf. In the recluse blends. So go ahead. If you know the answer to that question, give us a call at 877 877- Nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Elf pack. <laughs> Try to help. All right, bloggers. Bloggers have become a very big part of the cigar industry and the cigar world. Many consumers and manufacturers read their posts, uh, use them for guidance, see what's going on in the world. And every week, we like to invite a special guest to be in our section called the Bloggers Corner. Bloggers Corner. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. Now be nice. These guys don't get out too much. I have a feeling John's gonna like make an intro if I have to go to the bathroom. Really? Every segment you know, like when you got intro like every five minutes of the show. Uh, our good friend Craig Vanderslice. Welcome, you are on Kiss My Ash Radio. Good morning. How are you today? How are you doing, Craig? Doing all right. Just taking a break from doing some yard work. <laughs> How's that lovely wife of yours doing? Oh, uh, she's doing wonderfully. She's out there pressure washing the, uh, the deck right now. Oh, you got you got her pressure washing the deck while you're inside on the phone. I like that system. Yeah. 
I think that's every nope. guy's dream to have his wife pressure wash the deck. Behind nice. every great man is a great woman. <laughs> Absolutely Nicely done. So, Craig, your your blog, your website, cigarcraig.com. You uh, obviously will review cigars and talk about stuff going on in the industry. How old is you your bet. site? Wow, geez, I just forgot. It's uh, coming up on five years. Wow. Started Long in uh, 2009. Yep. Yeah, do you have any idea of how many cigars you reviewed in that time? Uh, I don't know. Thousands. Uh, Thousands. 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 Right, it sounds good. Well, what, Inconceivable. What, what fine cigar will you be reviewing for us today? Well, I was uh, I was going to do a couple of the uh, cool uh, sizes that Recluse makes, but now I I realize that's a bad idea for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to give it away. <laughs> Uh, go ahead. No, yeah, you can go ahead. You can give our listeners some clues because you know no, somebody's no, no. not finding the information. No, no, no. They're great cigars. But uh, I um, I smoked a great cigar last night that I wanted to talk about, and it's uh, made by a fellow Pennsylvanian, although he's on the wrong side of the state, uh, uh-huh. Sam LaCia. Um, despite being uh, a Penguins fan, he's a really cool guy. Uh, <laughs> go Blackhawks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go Flyers. Yeah. Um, They're done. They're done. The Luchador. Loser. Luchador El Hombre. 5x54. Just a tremendous cigar. Uh, San Andreas wrapper, Ecuador Habano binder. It's got some Pennsylvania Lajaro uh, in addition to some uh, Nicaraguan and Honduran fillers. Uh, got a neat little pigtail that I probably could have twisted off with my fingers, but I used my Zycar scissors instead because, you know, I'm not an animal. Exactly. We're not, and that's what separates us from the animals, quality tools. Exactly, exactly. And those, uh, I, I dig those scissors. They're, they're very handy. But Absolutely. Let's get on to this cigar. It's, uh, like I said, it's 5x54, pigtail, snips the pigtail off real nice, um, burned perfectly. Had a really good smoking experience as far as uh, burn and draw go. And um, the flavors in this thing, wow. I mean, that's all I can keep saying when I'm smoking the cigars, wow. You ever have, um, like, a, a semi-sweet chocolate bar with jalapeno in it? That's what it reminded me of. Really? A semi-sweet chocolate bar with jalapeno. No, with I jalapeno. say I never had that. Oh, you got, oh. Have you ever had the luchador? You know what? I, honestly, I really haven't had a chance to try it yet. Have you? I have not yet either. I really oh, haven't. Yet. It, it's really crazy. I mean, you know, we had Glenn here talking about FDA regulation. The amount of new cigars that come out every week, it's like they're nonstop releasing cigars. Everybody, it's, it's, it's really absurd. I don't know how they ever think this industry will function if the FDA gets what they want. I mean, in the last 10 days, we might have gotten, what, 10, 12 new brands? Absolutely. It's crazy. That is crazy. I remember when I first got into the industry, it'd be like a whole year before a new brand would come out. You know I mean? You'd get two or three new lines a year. It's crazy. So crazy. I haven't had a chance. I'm sorry, Craig. Well, I, re- I recommend it uh, highly. And if I, were, uh, if I were rating it on my 90 to 100 point rating scale, I'd give it a 99 for sure. Wow. Wow, that's a huge score. 
well, it's a nine out of ten because my rating my rating scale only goes from ninety one to one hundred anyway. So, oh, okay, I, uh-huh. I cut out the bottom end, and so I like that. You just don't rate a cigar that's not worth at least a ninety one, I guess. <laughs> I'm curious. Do you ever smoke a cigar and you find it so bad you say I'm just not even going to review it? Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Just out of respect. <laughs> Yeah, not yeah. going to post this. Well, you know, it, there's a there's a big difference between whether I like it and whether it's just terrible. But uh, you know, I, I try to avoid those cigars anyway, just because you know that really digs into my uh, my relaxation time. Well, Craig, listen. Before we go to break, is there uh, is there anything our listeners could uh, look at your site up this upcoming week that you know that you're going to review? Any up any, any reviews up ahead? Oh, I really haven't planned that far ahead. I'm hoping to catch up with uh, Jose Blanco next weekend and uh, see what his new cigar, the Senor Real, is about. That'll All right, be, well, uh, listen, thanks for up. taking the time to come on the show. The La Cia Luchadore gets a 9 out of 10 from uh, Cigar Craig. Highly recommended. So if you're out there, uh, give it a shot. If you uh, like his review, please visit his site, CigarCraig.com. Great. Hey, thanks, thanks a, a lot, Craig. Have a great day. All right. Enjoy the yard work. Yeah, I'm enjoy back the yard to work. Uh, we got time to take a caller for our recluse trivia right before we go to break. We got Carl from Plainfield, Illinois. Go Blackhawks. Carl, welcome. You're on Kiss My Ash Radio. Hey, good morning, gentlemen and girls. How's everybody? Very right. good. Did you watch that game last night? No, sir, I did not. Wow. I know. Not a Blackhawks I'm not, fan? <laughs> I just, I'm not too much in the... Uh, the only stuff I watch, Abe, is the golf. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, we watched the game last night, and we're all getting back here Sunday for Game 7 to watch it. And we're having Chicago beef bought in. That's Ooh. right. Italian beef to watch the game. Did the Heat win last night? They dominated. They, they did? Crushed. I didn't watch. They crushed. Yeah. Oh. Destroyed. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> Anyways, Carl, are you smoking anything this morning? No, nothing this morning yet, Abe. But still too early for me. All right. Well, maybe we can get you some cigars so you can smoke uh, soon. Uh, Elenia, what was that? Repeat that question for Carl from Recluse Trivia. Iconic Leaf Cigars makes two proprietary sizes in their Recluse blends. What are the names of those shapes? Well, here's my guess, and I'm not too sure if I'm going to pronounce the first one. It's a, a Canu, and the other one would be Sidewinder. That is correct. Well done. Nice. Congratulations, Carl. You won a five-pack from Iconic Leaf Recluse Cigars. We'll get that out to you, and uh, please keep listening to the show. Thank you for your support. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Listen to you most of the time. Thanks, Carl. Take care, Carl. Gotta love Midwest people. They're always so nice. Always. Up ahead, we're going to do uh, Cigar Asylum. We'll see who belongs in the nut box, the nut house this week. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do uh, what's in the box. Don't go anywhere. Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K., the Brewmeister, and Lady M. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kissmyashradio.com. Casa Fernandez has done it again. Following the breakout success of the JFR 770, Eduardo Fernandez has transformed the way you look at the everyday cigar. At four and a half inches and a 46 ring gauge, the JFR Junior has taken all the flavor of a Nicaraguan Puro at an incredible value and balanced it perfectly into an enjoyable everyday Corona. Made exclusively at the Casa Fernandez Nicaraguan Esteli factory, the JFR Junior will be sure to please the palate of even the most staunch aficionado. Don't wait. Make sure to pick up the Casa Fernandez JFR Junior 
at your local tobacconist today. Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so does growing the perfect beer. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. Pick one up today at all smoking locations. This is Barry from Miami Cigar Company, and I'm Lady M's biggest fan, literally. Zycar, the world leader in cigar accessories, has done it again. One of their best lighters is now even better. The popular Enigma Double Jet Flame Lighter is now the new Enigma 2. Complete with a new clean design, this lighter was re-engineered for dependability and performance. It feels more ergonomic in your hand, and new internal components give it the horsepower you need. Like everything Zycar, this comes with the incredible lifetime warranty. Stop by smoking today and become part of the Zycar Nation. Zycar for life. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the Decade. Try it. Welcome back to Kiss My Ash Radio with Honest Abe, Adam K, the Brewmeister, and the lovely Lady M. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife. Really? We're doing Weird Al now? But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity. Oh, I'm singing. Doesn't it sound like him? It's Weird Al Yankovic. does sound like Colin a little bit. Colin, she's dissing you, man. It sounds like it could be Colin singing that. Colin, Lady M wants to know if you're singing that song. No. No. Welcome back, folks. I'm Honest Dave here, Kiss My Ash Radio, broadcasting live from the main cigar lounge at the world-famous Casa de Monte Cristo Cigar Bar in the heart of Boynton Beach, Florida. I'm with my gang, Adam K. and the lovely Lady M. Um, let's see here. We'll, we'll start out. Let's go let's see what's in the box. We got a box. We got a box. What? We got a box. Take a look inside. I'm going to open it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Oh, what's in the box? Let's ask Honest Abe. Cigar News. All right, cigar news for this week. CLE Maduro. The flagship line of the CLD, CLE cigar portfolio is getting a Maduro counterpart this summer. Christian Eroa told Half Wheel that, um, that the line that he'll be adding is an Eroa Maduro in early July. It's a blend that has been in the works for many years, according to Eroa. Different from the original Eroa line and one that is likely to remain a secret. It will feature leaves from a higher priming plant. Christian has not disclosed the origin of the wrapper, has explained that he was interested in using a wrapper that is naturally darker because of the amount of sun and nutrients it receives, as opposed to wrappers that are dark simply because of their origin or how they are processed. It also will will also share the same four sizes as the original Aurora line. The cigars are made at the company's El Alidino factory in Danley, Honduras. Juan Lopez, a brand that just refuses to ever go away, 
The latest addition to Altenis USA's Juan Lopez line, the 7x70, has begun shipping to retailers. According to a spokesperson from the company, news of the new size emerged in April. And today the company has announced the cigar will come in 16-count boxes with an MSRP of around 6.75 per cigar before taxes. Like the rest of the Juan Lopez lines, the Nicaraguan Puro, including a double binder, the new Vitola is said to fuse modern sizing with a classic taste profile that will appeal to even the most discerning adult premium cigar smokers. My Father's Cigars, always in the news. The latest creation from My Father will be hitting store shelves in the very near future. As Yanni Garcia confirmed, La Antiquidad will begin shipping this week, which was new in the humidor. Yep. The blend has been in the works since 2009 and brings back to life an old Cuban brand of the same name, which means the antiquity. Garcia said that it had been a challenge finding the original Cuban artwork, which has a look similar to that of another My Father lines, the Flor de las Antillas. But the wrap relief comes from the My Father Farms, with a filler coming from three different farms in the San Rafael and Las Quebradas and San Jose regions of Nicaragua. Each of the leaves are produced by the company has been aged at least three and a half years, including a double binder which uses one Nicaraguan Criollo leaf and one Nicaraguan Carojo leaf. The binder is an Ecuadorian Habano leaf. Garcia says that Antiguidad is a medium to full-bodied but very complex. It was blended by her father, Jose Don Pepin Garcia, and her brother, Jaime Garcia. There will be five sizes released, and um, the price ranges will be from $740 to $9. Nestor Miranda. In addition to celebrating the company's 25th anniversary, Miami Cigar and Company is overhauling its core series of lines, the Nestor Miranda Collection. In doing so, the company is planning a series of events nationwide to celebrate the launch of the new release. For Miami, the release is more than just the rebranding of the core line, but is also an indication about the future of the company. Co-founder Nestor Miranda, Nestor Miranda is slowly stepping aside, allowing Jason Wood, VP of Miami Cigar, to take over. The company blended two new lines, Maduro using a Connecticut broadleaf and a Habano, which uses wrapper from Nicaragua. Both feature a Nicaraguan binder and fillers from Brazil, Honduras, and Nicaragua. The Connecticut is a rebranded version of the Nestor Miranda Special Selection Connecticut, although the blend is not the same. Each line is available in four sizes with a price range from 725 to 925 and will be in 20-count boxes. And finally, Nat Sherman, a new, darker, and fuller version of the Nat Sherman Host is shipping to retailers. Michael Herklotz, VP of Retail and Brand Development for Nat Sherman, announced that the company is now shipping the Nat Sherman Host Selection Maduro to retailers. Instead of the blonde Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, the Host Selection Maduro features a darker Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. The Host Selection Maduro is available in three sizes, with 25-count boxes and a price range of $5 to $8. The cigars are made at the Agro Industrias Laipe S.A. in Danley, Honduras, which, if my information is correct, is still owned by Julio Aroa, of, formerly of Camacho Cigars. Uh-huh. That is the news for this week. Shall we take a moment to see who belongs in a cigar asylum? Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. Well, we have three. 
I just have backups to see. Are these like in order the ones you like best? Or? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe not? All right, well, let's see here what we have here. Earlier this month, animal control officers rescued 17 cats. 17. Oh, boy. <laughs> From a rundown apartment in La Crosse, Wisconsin. The woman who lives there is a 46-year-old named Leanne Shore, and she was not happy about it. Eight of the cats ended up at a local humane society, and somehow Leanne found out. So on Saturday night, she broke in the place to steal all eight cats back. Plus seven more while she was there. I mean, I figure you're already in there. Might as well grab a couple more. Oh, brother. <laughs> on Tuesday, someone called in an anonymous tip, and Leanne was arrested. Then 12 of the 15 cats were rounded up in a nearby field, and the other three are still missing. According to the shelter, the rest of the 17 original cats that were rescued from Leanne's apartment got adopted before she had a chance to steal them back. And it's possible that she thought the seven new cats she stole were actually hers. She is now facing charges for burglary, criminal damage to property, resisting arrest, and apparently she didn't show up for court the first time the cats were rescued because she's also facing charges on trying to jump bail. Yes, Leanne Shore, you definitely belong in a cigar asylum. That would be inconceivable. Who in the world would think you would need a better security at the Humane Society? Eh, you never know. Here we go. <laughs> Broward County Judge Giselle Pollock, who took the bench twice in three months while intoxicated, thinks the public should keep paying her $138,000 a year salary while she is suspended from office and getting treatment for alcoholism. Where's our liberal in the room? Yeah, this is you. This is you. Yeah, this is you. This is, this is what true people like to do, pay people for being alcoholics and not doing their job. And yes. showing up to work drunk. Yes, this is to you. To be a probably, judge. Probably convicting yes. poor innocent yes. people. Of <laughs> well, I don't remember what's going on, so yeah, guilty. Her defense lawyer, David Bogenschutz, a Democrat liberal, argued in a petition filed to the Florida Supreme Court Wednesday that Pollock's alcoholism qualifies as a disability under the Americans with Disabilities Act and that she should be granted reasonable accommodations to deal with her problem. Pollock, 56, was removed from her job without pay last week after a panel found she broke a promise to stay sober or stay home from work. She made the promise after completing an outpatient rehabilitation program following a similar incident last December 17th. On May 1st, Pollock was arrested after getting involved in a car crash in Plantation. Police said she was drunk behind the wheel and she was charged with four counts of DUI. Pollock's defense attorney said a suspension without pay will work an erroneous hardship and be emotionally debilitating as she struggles to overcome this disability and disease and the suspension be reviewed by the state's high court. Pollock has, Pollock has shown up on the stand numerous times while intoxicated and believes that she's entitled to her salary while suspended as the investigation continues. And yes, Giselle Pollock of Florida, you definitely belong in a cigar asylum. I wonder if anybody that, you know, was convicted or she was the judge of, they can go back and try to sure. claim. Oh, because they, can. Absolutely. they can do that, what, like, and they probably have done that on 90% of the exactly. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Well, those two nimwits are brought to you by CLE Cigars and Asylum and Cigar Asylum. 
uh, yeah, about as dumb as they come. That's horrific. And it's just going to create a giant pile of a mess for the entire Broward County court system because now they're going to have to redo all the cases, no matter if they were guilty or not, yep. because they have to throw out all, probably every single one. Well, up until the point where she was first discovered. Well, right. listen, if I'm a good defense attorney... You could argue. I could argue. But you'd have to prove that she had some incident prior to that point, which right. would be tough. Right. But at least every case when they first reprimanded her, yeah. from that point forward, all those cases are going to be open to... They're going to uh, get thrown out. Yeah, to be thrown out. Judges to be thrown out. Great. This is where our hard-working government money goes to. Well done. Nice Hooray. Way to go. You keep voting Democrat out there, buddy. Way to go. My, my new hero. All right. Well, folks, <laughs> my traditional closing, life is short. Never be afraid to express how you feel. If anybody doesn't like it, just tell me. Kiss your ass. Alan, tell him to kiss your ass. He wishes he could. Anyway, <laughs> be merciless. Spare no cigar. Smoke them all. Let God sort them out. Take my big cigar.